Hello, Daniel Kilburn here with Emergency Action Planning and the ACT ASAP podcast. The word of the week for February 7th, 2022 is clothes. That's right, clothing. You know, we always wear them. Keep in mind that clothing is a readily available extension of our home and acts as shelter. Remember, shelter, three hours without shelter can kill you. So the right clothing helps protect us from the elements and other things that can hurt us. So one thing that makes clothing important is if it's cold out, it can trap and keep in body heat. If it's too hot out, it can wick moisture away so it evaporates and cools us off. It's also very useful in keeping flying critters and other bugs away from us. And clothing can protect us from burn injuries and flash fires. But not all clothing is good for everything. A Hawaiian shirt is not the best thing to wear in an Arctic snowstorm. A goose down parka would not be the best thing to use as an outer rain shell in a tropical thunderstorm. So let's use some common sense here. Now keep in mind, well I'm sure you have, you, you live where you live, you've been wearing clothes there for a long time, so you have a good idea of what works and what's not, what does not work for you. So it's good to keep this in mind when developing your clothing plan for your emergency action planning purposes. So there's some things to keep in mind. If you're like some people, you're going to want to stockpile certain clothes for the bad day. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're stockpiling clothes, you want to periodically inspect those clothing for to make sure that it's still the same size. Are there is there any dry rot or insect infestations like silverfish that might have destroyed the clothing? The last thing you would want to do is grab that bag that's been under the bed for four years and run out the door with it. When you open it up, all the clothes fall apart. We don't want that. So keep in mind, though, that you always want good serviceable clothing. Now, in my bug out bag, I keep one set of other outer clothing. I keep a top and a pair of pants. I keep two additional sets of underwear, t-shirts, underwear, and socks, just in case. Now, the bug out bag is intended for 72 hours or three days. So it's always good though to have that extra set of underwear because even if your outer clothing is damaged, dirty, nasty, clean underwear makes you feel good. Just remember that. Another thing to keep in mind is if we live in a predominantly hot or a predominantly cold environment, our clothing requirements usually gear around that. And we quite often don't think about what's happening if we're traveling through another area or its environment because we don't plan on staying there. But what happens if we do end up staying there? Now where I'm going with this is when I do cross-country travels, even though it might be comfortable situations, I might be pushed out of my norm, so I make sure I'm bringing rain clothing and some sort of warm clothing, uh, hoodies, a jacket, gloves, just to be prepared in case something happens. So even though we have our clothes, let's not forget our heads, scarves, and eye protection. A good hat or a good wide-brimmed hat will help keep sun off our face. 
A good beanie cap or even a baseball cap will help keep our head warm. A good pair of eye protection will prevent our eyes from getting sunburned from UV rays. And that is very important, so keep this in mind though. Even if it's dark out, no, let me retract that. Even though you're in a snowstorm, your eyes can still get damaged. It's called snow blindness. There's a couple things to keep in mind from. The sun releases energy in all sorts of forms and it bounces off everything. It bounces off a white wall, it bounces off water, it bounces off the concrete, it bounces off ice and it bounces off snow. So under certain circumstances, like when the sun is up, it's usually important, always important to have some sort of eye protection in a form of a sunglass to protect your eyes from UV rays. Now here I'll make a recommendation. I have used in the military Oakley, ESS, and Revision. These are brand names. Now they all make ballistic air eyewear and they all come interchangeable with a gray daytime lens and a clear nighttime lens to protect your eyes. Now why would we want to have a clear nighttime lens to protect our eyes? Well, let's think about it. Your eyes can get damaged by debris. Anything that flies and can poke you in the eye can cause eye damage no matter how small it is. Even high velocity rainwater. So sandstorms, explosions, high velocity wind blowing dirt, dust, junk in your face, the rain blowing sideways. You want to protect your eyes as much as you possibly can from any of these things hitting them. So I already mentioned underwear. Make sure you have two or three extra sets of underwear with you just because it's so nice to have plain socks, underwear and t-shirts when everything else is nasty. But let's not forget our hands and our feet. So depending on what's going on we might be using our hands a lot so it's good to protect them. There are different types of glove. My basic go-to glove is a Nomex. It's a real light with a leather palm and it's good for flash fires. It's a Nomex flight glove. You can buy those at army surplus stores. Go to Uncle Bezos. They sell them to you too. They're relatively inexpensive and they're good to wear in a hot environment if you want to protect your hands and not be overburdened from the heat. You upgrade your gloves depending on what's going on and how much work you're doing leather work gloves are, are very good if you have heavy work to do with your hands to protect your hands and you'll escalate up even higher to mittens if it's so cold outside you can't feel your fingers. So keep in mind though we've got outer clothing, we have jackets or hoodies, we have rain gear if we need it, we have headgear to keep the sun out of our eyes or to keep our heads warm, we're wearing eye protection for the sun and for ballistic debris blowing into our face and we have to walk. That's right, we have to walk somewhere. Those real nice Fergami driving shoes are terrible to walk in unless you're getting out of the car and walking around the mall. You're not going to hike for five or ten miles of those, I guarantee you won't do it. So there's a couple things to keep in mind. If you have to travel over land you want to make sure you don't injure yourself. So I recommend a combat or a hiking boot which will provide ankle support, traction, and puncture protection. And they're good for, I recommend those when carrying a heavy load moving across uneven terrain or terrain with debris fields. If you're 
hiking or walking in a lightweight area, then hiking or walking shoes can be good for good traction. They're good for trails, They're good for carrying light loads, but they lack lateral support and puncture protection of the foot. I also have a pair of Tiva sandals and a pair of water socks that I use depending on the day I want to air my feet out, put the sandals on and walk. If I have to tread or cross water, I don't want my socks or my boots or my shoes to get wet. I'll put on the water socks, traverse the water, take them off, dry my feet off, and then reload my feet with clean socks and shoes. So those are things to keep in mind. You need to pay attention to the types of emergencies or disasters that you have in your community. Is there a theme? Is there a seasonal theme? Where I live here in Florida, the seasonal theme is water and wind and heat and humidity. Summer, hurricanes, that's the biggest thing we have going on here. If you live up in the northeast sector of the country, like right now, it's very cold. Blizzards are blowing through and your body needs to keep its heat. Keep the heat pulled in. So just keep in mind, you know where you live. You know the kind of clothing you've been wearing for so long. Keep it up, but if you want to buy something new, go ahead and do it. I do it all the time just to see what's happening. And then I take what's no longer serviceable for me and I either discard it or I donate it. So this is Daniel with Emergency Action Planning and the Act Takes Out Podcast. Until next time, be safe.